No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we'll see that as God announces the plague of locusts against Egypt, Pharaoh offers another compromise. Go worship the Lord, but leave the women and children behind. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Exodus chapter 10 on Simply the Bible. Before we get started today, let me just say that last Sunday was awesome. And the reason it was awesome is because there was a young couple that came to our church and they said they came to our church because they heard me on the radio. That's the first time that's happened. So if you're listening today, you know who you are. Yeah, I just want you to know you made my day last Sunday. We are in the book of Exodus chapter 10 today. And after seven plagues, there wasn't much left in Egypt. This surely must have harmed the tourism industry there. Destructive hail and fire had just pummeled crops, men, and beasts who were in the field. But evidently, Pharaoh still didn't have enough, for he would not let the children of Israel leave Egypt to worship the Lord. We pick it up in Exodus chapter 10, verse 1. Now the Lord said to Moses, Go into Pharaoh, for I have hardened his heart and the hearts of his servants, that I may show these signs of mine before him, and that you may tell in the hearing of your son and your son's son the mighty things I have done in Egypt. And my signs, which I have done among them, that you may know that I am the Lord. I think it would have been very frustrating to be Moses. I think that I would have gotten tired of going into Pharaoh again and again and saying, let my people go. And then Pharaoh admitted his sin and asked Moses to entreat for him only to harden his heart after the plague went away. Pharaoh did this 10 times. But God explained to Moses that this was his doing. Pharaoh hardened his heart, but then God made him firm in that position. Here we discover that not only did God harden Pharaoh's heart, but also the heart of his servants, so that he could demonstrate the great and mighty signs of the plagues. While this would certainly prove his glory to the Egyptians, It would primarily be for his own people so that the Israelites could tell their children the amazing things that God had done and so that they would know him as Yahweh, I am. Forty years later, before he died, Moses would remind the people in Deuteronomy 26, 8, So the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand and with an outstretched arm, with great terror and with signs and wonders. Therefore, the entire story had been passed on to another generation. Verse 3, So Moses and Aaron came in to Pharaoh and said to him, Thus says the Lord God of the Hebrews, How long will you refuse to humble yourself before me? Let my people go, that they may serve me. Or else, if you refuse to let my people go, behold, tomorrow... I will bring locusts into your territory and they shall cover the face of the earth so that no one will be able to see the earth and they shall eat the residue of what is left, 
which remains to you from the hail. And they shall eat every tree which grows up for you out of the field. They shall fill your houses, the houses of all your servants, and the houses of all the Egyptians, which neither your fathers nor your fathers' fathers have seen since the day that they were on the earth to this day. And he turned and went out from Pharaoh. This was Pharaoh's problem. It wasn't that he couldn't humble himself, but that he wouldn't humble himself. Jesus said in Matthew 5, 3, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Humility is the entry point to God's kingdom. Now, locusts would be the eighth plague. Locusts such as the Egyptians had never seen before in their history. These are certainly interesting creatures. Proverbs 30.27 says, The locusts have no king, yet they all advance in ranks. But we read in 2 Chronicles 7.13, The Lord says that he commands the locusts to devour the land. Now, I've never seen a plague of locusts, and quite frankly, if I never do, I'm okay with that. But I do remember one year traveling to Nevada, and there were Mormon crickets all over the highway to the point that it made the road very slippery driving over the top of them. Let me tell you, when I got home, there were Mormon crickets all over my grill, under my car. It took me quite a while to clean that car up. So I can only imagine what it would be like to have locusts over every square inch so that there was no ground that didn't have locusts on it. The hail and fire had already destroyed the crop of barley and flax, but the wheat and spelt survived because they were green when the hail came. However, now the locusts cleaned up whatever was left. Sort of like giving your T-bone steak to your dog when you're done and you take the bone back and there's nothing left but bone. I'm sure it was probably like that after the locusts were done eating. Now, the locusts also filled the houses. I don't know what your wife does with bugs, but I'll tell you one thing. If there were locusts filling all of the rooms in my house, I wouldn't be getting any sleep at night. Verse 7, Then Pharaoh's servant said to him, How long shall this man be a snare to us? Let the men go that they may serve the Lord their God. Do you not yet know that Egypt is destroyed? God said that he had hardened not only Pharaoh's heart, but also the hearts of his servants. But here Pharaoh's servants are even advising him to let the Israelites go. They saw and heard what Pharaoh didn't because he was insulated in the palace, but all Egypt was already destroyed by the seven plagues. So Moses and Aaron were brought again to Pharaoh, and he said to them, Go, serve the Lord your God. Who are the ones that are going? And Moses said, We will go with our young and our old, with our sons and our daughters, with our flocks and our herds we will go, for we must hold a feast to the Lord. Then he said to them, The Lord had better be with you when I let you and your little ones go. Beware, for evil is ahead of you. Not so. Go now, you who are men, and serve the Lord, for that is what you desired. And they were driven out from Pharaoh's presence. Pharaoh now offers the third compromise. You can serve the Lord, but 
leave your children behind. As we pointed out with the first two compromises, Pharaoh represents Satan in the life of believers. If we insist on committing our lives to Jesus Christ, Satan may say, go, but don't make your children follow you in that. Don't put that life of self-sacrifice on them. Let them make their own decision. Don't believe the lie. Don't believe that the state or even the church know how to raise your children better than you do. Whether you homeschool your children, put them in private school or public school, you are responsible before God for training them in the way of the Lord. We must not allow the world's priorities to crowd out the things of the Spirit so that our children are left behind. Many parents place priorities on a college education for their children, but they have done little to prepare them spiritually. Consequently, youth are leaving the church in record numbers after graduating from high school because faith has not been modeled, taught, and transferred from parent to child in the home. And if God has called you into ministry, then Don't believe that a life devoted to God's work will cause you to sacrifice your children. Who knows what's better for your children, you or the Lord? The children of those who would be led out of Egypt would observe the parting of the Red Sea, water from the rock, manna in the desert. In fact, it would be those children who would cross over the Jordan into the promised land rather than their parents who died in the desert because of their unbelief. Who knows? but that the most significant thing you or I will ever do will be to train our children to live for Christ in the next generation. Let me just tell you, as a pastor, my wife Cindy and I, we raised our children in the church. We raised them in ministry. And we did every sort of school you can. We we put them in public school. We homeschooled them. We put them in Christian private school at different times in their lives. And It wasn't always easy, but today they are both serving the Lord, and we are so thankful. We we credit that to the grace of God. But let me just tell you, never hold back from pouring your faith into your children and including your children in the things you do for God. Verse 12, Then the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand over the land of Egypt, for the locusts, that they may come upon the land of Egypt and eat every herb of the land, all that the hail has left. So Moses stretched out his rod over the land of Egypt, and the Lord brought an east wind on the land all that day and all that night. And when it was morning, the east wind brought the locusts. And the locusts went up over all the land of Egypt and rested on all the territory of Egypt. They were very severe. Previously, there had been no such locusts as they, nor shall there be such after them. For they covered the face of the whole earth, so that the land was darkened, and they ate every herb of the land and all the fruit of the trees which the hail had left. So there remained nothing green on the trees or on the plants of the field throughout all the land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron in haste and said, I have sinned against the Lord your God and against you. Now, therefore, please forgive my sin only this once and entreat the Lord your God that he may take away from me this death only. This was now the second time that Pharaoh admitted his sin. But was he repentant? 
Or did he just want Terminex to come in? Verse 18. So he went out from Pharaoh and entreated the Lord. And the Lord turned a very strong west wind, which took the locusts away and blew them into the Red Sea. There remained not one locust in all the territory of Egypt. Clearly a supernatural work of God. But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he did not let the children of Israel go. Surprise, surprise. God wasn't done with Pharaoh yet. There remained two more plagues by which the Lord would manifest his glory, and one would point directly to Jesus Christ. It would have been frustrating to be Moses, having to deal with fickle Pharaoh, but God was in control of it all. Are there difficult people in your own life? If you say no, then I would have to question whether or not you're being honest. Often, we become frustrated and even exasperated with people. Pastor and author Alan Redpath said, people are the nails that drive us to the cross. But could it be that, as with Pharaoh, God has another purpose in mind than our own comfort? Maybe God is doing a work in that person's life. Maybe God is doing a work in your life. Probably, he's working in both lives. And in others who are watching how you respond to the situation. In all these things, let us remember that God is still working all things together for good when we belong to him. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Next time, we'll see how God sends the ninth plague of thick darkness and announces the horrific 10th plague, which causes Pharaoh to finally release the children of Israel. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Exodus on Simply the Bible. Simply the Bible.